You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. They go short side and Griffin oh, along the ground. It's rolling. Oh, Brown's going to score. Karina Brown with a great chase. Badge, of course, the CBA with the RLPA. Got there's a lot of uh, letters what here. What does that mean? Uh, Bank of Australia. Yeah, that's right, with the Rugby League Players Association. Uh, no, the, look, the, the negotiations are still going on with the men, and here we are sitting at, what, what are we now, nearly the end of January, mm. well and truly into the third week of January, and the NRLW players don't know when their competition is starting and don't know their conditions for their contracts. This seems to happen most years, and I, I just, I, I'm frustrated for them. It's appalling, to be honest. Yep. What would you want to work for a workplace like that if they're going to treat you like that? Well, if they had other options, I reckon a few of them, a lot of them wouldn't. Yeah, true. Maybe there are options overseas. I'm not too sure. Karina Brown, who's uh, an NRLW player with the Gold Coast Titans, joining us now on Sports Day. G'day, Karina. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. Um, everybody that I speak to about this thinks the treatment that you guys, or you girls, I should say, are receiving is absolutely appalling. Are we are we on the money here? Well, you know, it definitely is tough, and you're right, we do and have experienced this every year, and that's why we were excited and, you know, we knew how important the CBA was. So over the next five years, we don't experience this anymore. Um, but to still be in this position in January, yeah, it's disheartening. When's your competition supposed to start, Karina? Is it, is it supposed to be mid-season, May or June? Yeah, so there's the, ten, the same um, state of origin sort of middle of the year for us, um, and then it's sort of looking to go into pre-season um, and then the NRLW. But there's four new NRLW teams now, so there's going to be a lot of player movement um, and a lot of people that will have to relocate. So to be sitting in here January, you know, not knowing what that will look like for yourself, um, you know, it's quite brings in a lot, quite a, quite a lot of anxiety for the group, um, and you know, not not knowing where you're going to be. So is part of this, uh, you you're also, a players not signed to clubs effectively. Are, are there are there any players signed definitely to play for their clubs in 2023, or is it is it sort of open slather until you know what's going on with the salary cap and and the, and the competition dates. Yeah, I only know of two players that signed sort of a multi-year deal um, last season, uh, but that can be renegotiated, I believe, you know, when the CBA comes into place. So the, everyone else, though, is um, off contract and there's going to be, you know, another 100 players new to the NRLW um, that won't have a contract either. So yeah, def- definitely a difficult time for everyone, you know, especially the clubs as well, because they can reach out to you, but they can't offer anything. Mm. So, you know, no one can make I heard Ali Brigginshaw this morning on SDNQ with Patton Hills, and she was saying there's a couple of sticking points. She said it's not necessarily about money. It's about conditions and policy. She said, for example, we don't have any health insurance because we're not signed with a club. That's correct? That is correct, exactly. So it's not just about salary. Um, we've had 
limited protections and like limited rights, you know, over the last five years. And that's what we want to secure in the CBA. Um, so you've got something that you can take to the NRL that they are then bound by. Uh, and private health is one of those. So we actually do need to play local league football. Um, some people think we only play NRLW, you know, just a short period of the year, but we're actually playing rugby league the whole um, the whole year. So with our current local leagues, um, let's just say, for example, I play in a few weeks' time for round one locally and I did my ACL. That means I wouldn't be able to make any contract money for the rest of the year because I'm not signed to a club. Um, just to compare that to the men for a moment, you know, if they did their ACL, they're still going to be paid by the Roosters, Storm, um, Titans, um, you know, so they guarantee the money, but that would be us for the rest of the year. So that's what we're after really is, you know, a 12-month contract um, so we can be supported and we mm. know we're going to get looked through. And I don't really think that's too much to ask for, to be honest, um, in, a, in a sport that, you know, does have a high probability of getting injured. As, as a member of the RLPA, the, the Players Association, and, and when I played, Corinne, it wasn't very strong at all. It was pretty disjointed and it's only, I think, in probably the last decade that there's been a bit of um, unity there and some, and some more strength. Do you sense that this is, um, this is a bigger issue than perhaps the NRL themselves realise? I would suggest so. Um, and it's great that we have this unity. It's, yeah, would have seen a few comments. It's definitely um, the most united playing group's been, men and women together. You know, we were really unfortunate five years ago because the NRLW didn't exist in 2017 when the last CBA was signed. So moving into 2018, you know, we've had nothing the last five years. Um, And so the men, you know, they think it's fair. And so does everyone else, you know, that we um, are part of the CBA and do have a CBA and one that is going to look after us for the next five years. You know, it's not just for the playing group now, but there's so much young talent coming through. You know, there's under 15 programs, under 17, under 19 programs, and we want them to be able to be, NRW players and, and be looked after to have, mm. you know, certainty employment, to have private health. You know, we want pregnancy policies. We want even just minimum standards across all the teams. There's, you know, we don't have minimum standards, um, you know, both all NRLW clubs. So people are getting different experiences. Um, the relocation allowance um, needs to be looked at as well. It needs to be improved. Um, development players. So we've had development players each year that don't get paid even though they come to, you know, just as many sessions, um, almost all the sessions as, you know, as the playing group um, and a part of it. And I guess every hour that that they're at the club training with us is an hour that they can't go and get employment. Um, So it'd be great to get those players played as well. Do you, do you feel that because the NRLW has come so far in the last four or five years, you're now in a position to make some demands, um, rather than, you know, maybe a couple of years ago when you're in, when it was in its infancy, and I mean, it's still pretty early days, but do you feel as though that, you know, I personally think it's much, much stronger, the NRLW, than I thought it would be at this stage. Mm. So, yeah, there, there is a, there is a, you know, a possibility or, or some power there to the group that the NRL needs you just as much as um, you need the NRL. Would that be correct? Yeah, absolutely. And... You know, I've worked for a company for six years, one of one of really big companies in the world, actually, and you have to invest. You know, you, you invest a lot of money into things that, you know, you want to see grow and, you, and things that you think are going to go well. And we've already shown, um, you know, how well um, the product is received and, you know, how great the product is to watch. 
So in order to make that better, um, we need investment. So I don't think um, what we're asking for is too much to ask for at all. Um, again, it's, it's mainly around working conditions. You know, we're, we're not asking for a million dollar salary. We'll get there. <laughs> but um, we're, certainly asking, we're certainly asking for, you know, basic um, rights in the workplace. I mean, well, most workplaces have that. I was about to say that. Everything you're asking for is afforded to most Australians who go to work every day. You're talking about some sort of work cover. So if you get injured in the workplace, you are covered and medically you'll be looked after. And a pregnancy policy. Every workplace in Australia has that for both mums and dads now. So why can't our NRLW players have this? It, yeah, I, I agree with you, Karina. You're not asking for much. Karina, most most employees go to their bosses and ask for, I think the good negotiators ask for a bit more than they really want and then they come to some sort of agreement. Is there much room to move with with your uh, negotiating, or the ROPAs negotiating on your behalf with the NRL, or are you real? Is it really you, you think you're not asking too much at all, and you're just you know hopeful um, that they'll come to the party with all conditions? Yeah, well, we're feeling hopeful and positive um, that we will get you know a good result um, with the working conditions that we're asking for. The NRL haven't been able to come to the party just yet. Um, but we are sticking to our guns because, as we just keep talking about, we, we don't think we're asking for too much. It's We think we're asking for minimum standards. Mm. So are you training? I mean, I heard that um, some players are even worried about training. And I think Ali Brigginshaw may have said that this morning. Just concerned that in case she has an accident, um, she's going to be unemployable, um, so to speak, because she hasn't got a, a contract. So are, are you training and most of the your, your team's training? Yeah, we all have gone back to NRL, uh, sorry to our local league clubs because in order to play State of Origin um, come June, July, we have to have the only selection games available because there's no NRLW until you know the second half of the year is um, our local league competitions. Right. So if you want to play Origin, which is a way that you can earn money because um, those contracts, well, we, that's part of the CBA as well. You know, we want um, that contract money going up. But last year was great. With I think we made. $10,000 or $15,000, I think, for the game. Um, so, you know, that's big money. But you actually yeah. can't earn that by local league. And if you're playing local league, you're risking injury. Um, yeah, because if you get injured, you're not covered. So you've got to get Gary Belcher to do your negotiations. You you managed to get yourself a poker machine when you were at the Raiders, didn't you, Badge? Yeah. So Lifetime. Like, so you, got it. you need his help. No, uh, you don't, because I got paid $250 <laughs> for my first Origin game. You're doing you much better. Too. Yeah, well done. <laughs> hey, Karina, before we let you... Oh, I think I... Oh, sorry, no, sorry, go. But... <laughs> yeah, there you go. You would have been in a similar boat. <laughs> hey, Karina, yeah. before before we let you go, um, is there is there word coming out of the NRL? Are they talking to the RLPA or is it just dead silence? No, they did come back to us um, a few days ago, but hasn't hit the mark yet, so... So I'll be able to, you know, going back to them um, and, and see where that lands. But I guess the frustrating part is, is that the CBA, you know, we, we've known negotiations were going to come. Like it was a date. We knew this five years ago. And I don't know why we're still talk, like talking about it now. Well, the RLPA did reach out to NRL several times last year to get the ball rolling. And it just kept put off, get put off. Mm. Um, and, you know, now here we are. And I don't know if that was a tactic or not, but 
um, it's just, yeah, it's just causing so much anxiety to the group. And it's, it's not fair because we are so passionate about the game. You know, we love the game. We, we do everything that we can to always shine um, a good light I mean, on the NRL and, and on rugby league because we love it so much. And we want girls to, you know, want to play and young boys to want to play the game. So mm. it would just be great for the NRL to, to value us the way that we value ourselves as players and, and the self-respect that this group has. You know, we would love them to respect us in the same way. Yeah, well said, Karina. Nicely said. Yeah. Very well said indeed. Good luck with it all. We'd love to stay in touch. Uh, you're welcome anytime on Sports Day. Thanks for your time tonight. Thank you. See you guys.